leads to the upper part of the main hall. To the left is a withdrawing chamber, which overlooks the entrance on the south side. To the right is a long gallery, which looks out onto the moat and onto the east side of the house, and which leads to a side chamber from which the goings-on in the long court can be viewed. Nothing remains of the extensive gardens and woods. Even those planted by Sir Henry Hobart have undergone much alteration. The date of Mary's birth is as difficult to pinpoint as the place. No documents in which the event might have been recorded have survived, and such evidence that does exist is little more than circumstantial. To add to the difficulties, it is not even clear in which order the Boleyn children were born, while the consensus seems to be that George, the only surviving son, was the youngest Boleyn born in about 1504, historians have long argued about whether Mary or Anne was the elder. Evidence of Anne's position as the eldest daughter comes from a catalogue and succession of the kings, princes, dukes, marquesses, earls and viscounts of this realm of England, published in 1619 by Ralph Brooke, York Herald. Brooke refers to Anne, eldest daughter and co-heir of Thomas Bullen, adding that Anne the eldest was first created Marchioness of Pembroke and after married to King Henry VIII. Mary, the second daughter, married to William Carey, Esquire, for the body to King Henry VIII. In support of this is Weaver's Ancient Funeral Monuments, published in 1631, which speaks of Anne's grave at St. Peter ad Vinicula. Within the choir of this chapel lieth buried the body of Anne Boulen, Marchioness of Pembroke, eldest daughter and co-heir of Thomas Boulen. Weaver also states that Anne was 22 years old when she returned to England and entered the service of Queen Catherine. Since she returned to England at the end of 1521, this would give her a birth date of 1499. Perhaps most compelling is the testimony of John Smythe of Nibley, who was a personal attendant from 1584 of Thomas, the son and heir of Henry, Lord Barclay. Lady Barclay was the daughter of George Carey, second Lord Hunson, and so Mary Boleyn's great-grandfather. In his Lives of the Barclays, which he completed in 1618, Smythe states that William Carey married Mary, second daughter and co-heir of Thomas Bullen. That Mary was the second daughter and Anne the eldest would appear to be confirmed by evidence found on the tombstone of Lady Barclay, who died in 1635. This states that her grandfather, Henry Carey, was the son and heir of William Carey, and the Lady Mary Boleyn, his wife, second daughter and co-heir of Thomas Boleyn, Earl of Ormond and Wiltshire. Such proof as that found on a tombstone must be considered persuasive, especially when it is seen in conjunction with supporting documents. It will be noticed, however, that each piece of evidence presented here is comparatively late. In attempting to determine the relative ages of the Boleyn daughters, circumstantial evidence exists to suggest that Mary was in fact older than Anne. 
Since both Mary and Anne had gone to France in 1514 to 1515, the dating of this appointment is not conclusive. That Anne remained in France for further training while Mary was brought back to England is certainly significant. Moreover, as shall be seen, Mary was sexually active while in France, and she was launched at court before Anne. Mary was married in 1520, while plans for Anne's marriage were only seriously entered into into the following year. Against this, it has been asserted, although without supporting evidence, that the Boleyns chose to break with the tradition of marrying their daughters in order of seniority. To solve the dilemma, the most obvious step is to return to the original sources. The earlier, the better. One of the earliest contemporary sources is Anne's patent of creation as Marquise of Pembroke. This refers to her as Anne Rochford, one of the...